What other uh, what other New Year's resolutions do we have? I'm gonna write more. I'm gonna read more. I want to keep reading. Like that's my goal. Yeah, I'm gonna try to read Harry Potter this year. <gasps> that's super exciting. Yeah, I kind of want to do the thing where I read the whole Animorph series this year. Oh my god! I don't know if that like I'm afraid that will impact my other reading, but uh-huh. I have them all, and I kind of want to just open that box in my closet and start. How how many books? 54 in the main series plus half a dozen or so others how and how long would it take you to read them all they're not very i long. could read one in an afternoon yeah like so if i had a few dedicated hours i could read one i could read one a week like alongside other stuff you're reading my other stuff would slow down sure like that's dedicated reading time i'm not using right um for those but i could I could read other books and still finish the or you know read one a week. You I should say finish this year. You should do it. Yeah, go pull up the first one tonight and see how far I get. You should do it, and I want you to. I want there to be a podcast for this. But it, do you want another podcast? But there can't. Be, <laughs> but there can't be that much content. You should. There are podcasts that reread. Like I, I got back into the Animorphs because of a show called The Morph Club. Where they spend an hour each week talking about an, a book from a series. See, I th- I think what you should do is you should like read a book a week, like do it in one yeah. sitting, one afternoon, or whatever. Yeah, and then record. Just record yourself immediately afterwards, like five ten minutes extemporaneously, like yeah. dumping your thoughts about it. Yeah. afterwards, that's a thing I could do. I think that would be fun. <laughs> like I don't want to sit down and talk for like two hours about every Animorphs book you read. No, but I think your thoughts that about that could be fun. We just I just explain every Animorphs book to you one by one. I do not want that. <laughs> you explained Animorphs to me a lot in a previous episode, but like you, I think that would be a very, I think it would be very good to have cataloged your thoughts yeah, about every Animorphs. You're, you're movie. not wrong. Um, yeah, I want to I want to read Harry Potter. Mostly, like, half because, like, I recognize I should read Harry Potter mm-hmm. because it's the most important cultural uh, event of my generation. Yeah. And also because, like, I need I need people to stop. <laughs> I need people to stop reacting the way they do when they find out I haven't you read haven't read Harry, Harry Potter. Potter? Um, same thing, like, the, when Rogue One came out, like, people, you know, people, yeah. everyone at Oregon You haven't seen about Star Rogue Wars? One, and I discovered there are a lot of people... I work with who have never seen a Star Wars it's movie. It's an old. It's old, but like, <laughs> and it's not because like I love Star Wars so yeah. much. Like you, ha- what do you mean you haven't watched Star Wars fifty times? Like, yeah. like you've it, never even seen a it's Star the, Wars. It's the thing with like me and Harry Potter. Like, yeah. how did you manage to avoid it? Yeah, like it, like it's so steeped in our culture, right? Like it had you it had to have been somewhere. Like, like I mean, I grew up with the trilogy in a box set on vhs yeah like your parent like you never were like hanging just doing nothing in the living room while your parents had it on yeah. like i mean to be fair i grew up in a living room with star wars vhs and my sister made it to high school without seeing any star wars movies really yeah like she said that to us once i think i was in college and she's like yeah, i've never seen any of the star wars movies and we were like what yeah like in our house <laughs> how, did, you how yeah. did you grow up here and not see yeah. the star warses but um yeah, so I mostly mostly just want people to shut up. Yeah, like when people are talking about Harry Potter and they say a thing to me, and I want I want to be go I want to be able to go, uh huh, yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, instead of going I know about that thing. instead of going, sorry, I've never read Harry Potter. I 
don't like Snape. He's that name makes him sound like a bad guy. Are you supposed to not like him? But there are folks, including the author of the text, uh, who think the that text. he is. That's what it is. <laughs> it's a text. You're making it sound a little more academic than it is. Everything's a text. Okay. I mean, shopping it is mall. text. A shopping mall is a text. You can read it and interpret it. <laughs> uh, that's getting into my, my master stuff again. That's 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 not like a joke. I know you're laughing, but that's real. I know. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, but the author of the text thinks that Snape is morally gray and complicated, and I just don't like him. I don't think. Do you think he's just bad? I think he's just bad. I think he does a thing that helps people, but I think he's just bad. Like, I, I don't think the thing he does fixes the bad things about him. Hmm. I think he's bad. All right. Maybe I'll read and them and make my own decision. Maybe. I hope you do. I hope you do. Um, what else are you doing for, for the new year? Um... I kind of want to cook more. I got a Dutch oven for Christmas. I'm super excited. Awesome. It's an enamel one, so it's it's enamel coated. Nice. Um, which I'm very excited about. Like that's why I was like, I should break I should bake bread. Yeah. Like, bread oh, would be yeah. really good in this. Yeah, you should definitely like the no need bread in the Dutch yeah. oven. That's the best. Oh man, I wanna make some bread. Yeah. Um I got Alden Brown's latest cookbook, so like I wanna make recipes out of that. Cool. Like, that's the thing. I made the first one last night. I made a recipe last night. Uh-huh. Uh huh. which is funny because Amy's out of town. She's still in North Carolina. Amy always jokes that I don't cook when it's just me. Mm-hmm. Like She's like, I don't know what you do, but I come back and the dishes are still in the dishwasher from when I left. <laughs> and she's not wrong. And part of that's because I get two to three meals a day at work. Right. Like, I don't have to eat during, like, I don't have to go, like, make food or get food at a work day because I can have breakfast, lunch, and dinner at work. Right. And you can have, like, small things at home. Yeah. That you don't need to prepare. Um, but I was like, I'm going to make a thing. And so I flipped open his book and I was, like, looking through. It's like, what's the thing I can make that's easy? Because some of Alton Brown's recipes are very difficult. Like, yeah. they're good, but they are difficult. Yeah, he gets technical. Uh, which is fine. Um, and there was a peanut sauce. Uh, it was like a, it, it's called the Open Sesame Noodles was the name of the um, mm, recipe. And it's good. It, it is. It's really good. Um, but it is, it's a sauce and a quick pickle. And you put it over noodles. Like, that's, that's it. Nice. Like, and so I bought some soba noodles. And I made it, and it is a no-cook sauce. Like, I made it in the food processor and then poured it on the noodles. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, I'll, uh, noodles are like, I could eat noodles forever. I want just every possible variety of noodles. Yeah. Um, this is really good. So it's, uh, you first you make a uh, quick pickle. So you take a cucumber, slice it thin. Um, you take a cup of rice wine vinegar, half a cup of sugar, a teaspoon of kosher salt, and a half teaspoon of red pepper flakes. Mm-hmm. Mix that up, put the cucumber in it while you're making everything else. You just okay. put it in the fridge. Yep. Make everything else, which is peanut butter, soy sauce, toasted sesame oil, sambal chili paste, mm-hmm. uh, grated ginger, rice wine vinegar, sugar, and mix that in the food processor. Like you get the appropriate proportions, you throw it in the food processor, and you mix it. Mm-hmm. And then you pour it over some pasta. Nice. Um, and I have, like, a jar of it. Like, I made about the size of a jar of stuff. Like, I got that, and I used about a third of it yeah. on the pasta I made last night. So I have two more servings of that that uh, I can just throw in some noodles. Yeah, you cooked a thing. Yeah. That's a good goal. And he's got a salsa that I really want to make, too. Although it's a roasted salsa, so I have to, like, get my broiler going and, like, put things on a pan. 
Yeah. It's a little more work, but uh, <laughs> I do want to make that as well. Yeah. I like, um, I like the idea of having like specialties, like things mm-hmm. that I make that I'm good at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, there, I feel like there's the kind of, I don't know. I guess you could be either one. Like there's people who just like cook all the time and they can cook whatever. And they yeah. just, you know what I mean? Like my mom was a person in the house who just cooked most of the stuff mm-hmm. and she just cooked whatever and yeah. she was fine at it. But then like there were certain things where like my dad made them mm. and like, you know, cause they're, it's what my dad's it's good at. You, it's not that makes. like my mom was yeah. necessarily bad at it, but like yeah, that's what he are, makes it's my dad's domain. Yeah, my dad makes the mashed potatoes in my house. Yeah. 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 Um, but I like the idea of having like a couple things yeah. that I'm re- really good at and I can make for like, you know, certain things. I've been, I've definitely been cooking more in the last few years and like that has given me better knowledge of like how to make food. How it all works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, cause I, I play with my D and D group every Sunday and we rotate dinner. Yeah. And yeah. always has to make dinner and most of the guys like buy pizza, get a frozen right. lasagna and like, I'm going to like make a thing. Uh-huh. And I try and make something usually it's cheap and easy and filling. So like potatoes and rice and soup and like all these sorts of easy things. Uh-huh. Like everyone else is like, is often very like impressed that like I made a thing. Right. And I'm like, like, but oftentimes I'm not using a recipe. I'm just like, I'm going to make a hash. I'm going to chop up some potatoes yeah. and some eggs and we're going to throw it in the pan. It's going to be a hash. Throw in a couple things together and it's food. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to get to that point where I can like have dishes that I want to make. Like I want to, I want a pressure cooker so bad. This next on my list. Like it was a uh, 10 inch cast iron or 12 inch cast iron, Dutch oven pressure cooker. Next year. I want a pressure cooker, man. <laughs> oh, so bad. My birthday's coming up in a couple weeks. When is it? 27th. Nice. Uh, this is my 30th. I'm oh. old. Oh, no. I'm going to PAX. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. very excited. Tell me that. That's going to be great. Yeah. Part of me wants to see if I can play 30 board games over the course of the weekend. <laughs> like that's my birthday present to myself is play 30 board games. That would be... It's a lot. Awesome if you could achieve that. I kind of want to try. Uh, and I think if I told my friends that I'm with that that was my goal, they'd, me, they'd help me do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should. 30 board games over my 30th birthday weekend. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a very me kind of thing to do. I can't think of anything more you than yeah. playing 30 board games in a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Probably going to have to pass on Twilight Imperium, though, because that takes like 12 hours. Yeah, short games. Shorter games. Keep them short. Um, but yeah, I like being able to like like make a food without a recipe. Just have a kitchen and a pantry mm-hmm. full of stuff and be able to turn it into something like i'm at the point where like i've got a number of recipes in my head and so i can like think of a thing and make it mm-hmm. um there's a chorizo ragu i make that's that we got out of a cookbook that we've made a bunch and i could i can make it without looking at the cookbook right uh and I'm, i like that I'm, like, that's a cool thing to be right but i want to kind of take it to the next step and just like take ingredients and make it into food like they do on chopped on a whim yeah like just see what do I have, and have like a pantry full of things and be able to just make a food. Right. That's hard. It is. Like I'm not there yet. Like the closest, like yeah. the closest I got was literally a hash. I made a sweet potato and potato hash. It takes a lot. It's just a lot of. It's a lot of time because you yeah. have to just do stuff a lot to learn. Well, and you you have to know how food works. That's one of my books I'm going to read this year. Is actually one I got for Christmas last year and didn't read because it was by Alden Brown. He's a straight white dude. <laughs> um, but I've got it. I'm still going to read it, and it's and it's his first cookbook, which is called like, um, food plus heat equals cooking. Yeah, and it's about how food works. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to read that and try and get a, a grasp on that. That's good. Yeah. I, I, lo- I do like that idea. Just like, what do I want for dinner? Just grab some random stuff yeah. and you can make something delicious. They have to have it. a pretty well-stocked pantry and fridge for that sort of stuff. That's the hard part. But And that's why like like planning based on specific recipes is often more practical. Yeah, well, that's what, that's what Amy and I typically do. Yeah. Like, we'll sit down on Sunday and like, okay, what do we want to have for dinner this week? Because if you just... And pick some things and then go make those things. Right. Because if you just need to have a kitchen and pantry that's stocked well enough to be able to like make anything, yeah. like that's a, that's oh, a lot. I think I'm going to make... Alden Brown has a one-pot chicken. I think I'm going to make that this weekend. Like a whole chicken? Yeah, like in a Dutch oven. I'm like, I have a Dutch oven now. Yeah, yeah, you can make a whole and chicken. he brines it Dutch for like oven. 18 hours. I'm excited for this bread tomorrow. Yeah. It's my first bread of the new year. Oh, boy. New Year's Day was uh, Sunday. Yeah. So I celebrated with a pizza Sunday. There you go. Did you not have uh, greens and collar, or greens and black-eyed peas? No, is that a New Year's thing? It's a Southern thing. For New Year's? Yeah. Oh. Sorry. You got to have your uh, your black-eyed peas and your greens. Some people just do black-eyed peas, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's supposed to be uh, bring money in the new year. Oh. The black-eyed peas are the coins, and the greens are bills. I don't like that band. Uh, uh, okay. Sunday is for pizza. I know. I know. Do you make your dough the same day or do you make it the day before? The day before. Okay. Yeah. I make it the day before because uh, I, I usually want to eat the pizza like for lunch. Yeah. Like early afternoon and I'd have to like get up pretty early mm-hmm. to, to make it to like first it thing in the morning. Yeah. So I, I just make the night before, stick in the fridge and then take it out of the fridge when I wake up and then it, it's, That's good, pretty easy. it's good to go by the by the time it's yeah. warmed up. I'd like, I'd like to make more pizza doughs. I'd like to make more pizzas. Have yeah. I told you about hamburger pizza? It's a thing my my dad invented, as far as I know. Is it hamburger stuff on a pizza dough? Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, yeah, so you do um, you get a pizza dough. You can get a homemade or baker own or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those dough balls you buy in the store, and then it's yeah. pre made. That's how Pizza Sunday started. Was yeah, was just buying dough balls, and those are good. Those are not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you do that, and you put uh, tomato sauce and ground beef mm-hmm. that you've browned in a pan, like you brown up the ground beef. Yeah. Um, this is where it gets a little weird. Pickles. Okay. Sliced pickles. Like I've pickle had, chips. I've had pickle pizza before. Yeah. Uh, and then mozzarella and cheddar cheeses. Okay. It's a really good pizza. Yeah. it's That sounds delicious, actually. Yeah, I, I love it. I would totally eat that. Yeah. We've also done it with ground turkey, which is fine. Yeah. Well. I mean, I, I'm not one of those people who gets, like, mad at ground turkey. I'm like, man, eh, it's pretty good. It's just a different thing. Yeah. Throw some salt and pepper on it. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um... I don't, you know, I don't like people who are uh, sticklers about food stuff. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like, like if you like, we're you come over here and we're drinking this bullet bourbon, but yeah. like, what if you were a bourbon snob and you're like, sorry, I'm not gonna drink that. Like, I need to have like the certain brand. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, get over it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Like people argue about, you know, and I, people argue about like, oh, like hamburgers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, it's got to be just certain kind of ground beef. And if it's mm-hmm. ground turkey, it's garbage. Like some, there's a ground turkey burger and that's what there is to eat. Like just eat a turkey burger. It's fine. <laughs> just eat it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Like for a long time, I lived with a vegetarian and I yeah. like, I didn't have meat in the house. Like, and if I wanted a hamburger, there were veggie burgers in the freezer to yeah. eat. So like, 
Sometimes we'd have veggie burgers for dinner. And it's like, you know what? It's a different thing from a hamburger. Yeah. But it's fine. You don't need to be an asshole and... Man, I want a hamburger. <laughs> this bourbon's making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite hamburger around? Man, that's a good question. I think if I have a favorite hamburger, and I don't know that I do, mm-hmm. it's Five Guys. Yeah? Yeah. They're a pretty good hamburger. I like Five Guys a lot. I like Mighty Fine a lot, though. I don't I like, think I've been to Mighty Fine. Mighty Fine's a good hamburger. Yeah? Yeah. They do it in a fun way. And honestly, a fun ordering experience will increase my enjoyment of a burger. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, you, you walk in, and if you're smart like me, you brought your cup with you from last time. Because you can bring your cup back and get a cheaper drink. Ah, okay. Um, like that's encouraged. They give you plastic cups. So that's like part of the deal. Yeah. Uh, so you bring your cup in, and you go up to the counter, and you say, you know, what kind of hamburger you want? There's, it's like half pound or a quarter pound, mm-hmm. or you can go, I think, a two third pound if you want to go real big. And they have a bag, like a, a white paper bag, like you put a cheeseburger in from mm-hmm. like a to go place. Mm-hmm. And they write on the menu. They say, okay, what's your name? And they write your name. So what size burger you want? Half quarter, you know, three quarter. And they circle that. So you want uh, red, yellow, white. And they mean mustard, ketchup, or mayo. Yep. And you say which ones you want. Yep. And they circle those on the bag. And they say lettuce, pickles, whatever. And they, start, they check off those on the bag. Yeah. And then you want fries. And they check off the French fry box on your thing. And they say, okay. And they take the bag and they give you a little coaster that you put on your table. Mm-hmm. And you put it on your tablecloth wherever you sit in the whole place. It's a big picnic table style, so big, long tables. You can sit anywhere. Uh-huh. And there's sensors on the table that know where your thing is. Oh, uh, okay. And they bring you your burger in your little bag. Nice. That they wrote on. That's clever. Yeah. And they're good burgers. And they're good burgers. Yeah, they're good burgers. Um, and their fries are all cut in-house, because really you should do that for anybody. If you got fries, cut them in-house. Yeah. Which Five Guys does as well. Five Guys... So I like Five Guys' burger. I love Five Guys' fries. They're really good. They're really good fries. Cajun fries? Eh, I don't care about the Cajun fries as much, but just, just their, their fry yeah. in general is just, man. Like, Cajun's fine. And they give you so much. Yeah, Amy and I order one large fry to share between us. Yeah, because they, like, they come in, like, a cup. And then they just pour fries into it. But they it. really just, like, dump a bunch of fries <laughs> in the bag and toss a cup in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they put the cup in first. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Um, which is such great marketing. Like, cause the amount that fry costs them is nothing. It's, it's just a potato. It's a bunch of potatoes and oil. That's but it. they throw it in there and you feel so cool. Cause your cup right. is just overwhelming with overflowing with fries. Right. Yeah. And like, and mo- a lot of the time when I go to five guys, I don't finish all the fries because there are just so there much and, and I'll get full. But yeah, like how great is it to know that you have enough fries? Yeah. You know what I mean? You get a lot of fries. If you go to like McDonald's or something and even get like a large fry, like yeah. sometimes. And I love McDonald's fries too. Sometimes it's like not enough. Are good French fries. Yeah, they're fine, but sometimes it's not enough fries. Yeah. And you get enough fries, I think, because you know that there's too many fries. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like you feel comfortable. You don't yeah. have to worry. Yeah. You won't run out. Um, I like Pete Terry's burgers a lot. See, Pete Terry's for me is just a fine burger. Like it's yeah. not it's not top of the list by any means. It's a good burger, but it's never been like, yeah, I love P. Terry's. I think I think the other thing is is it's also very cheap. It is. I think it's cheaper. That's it's, important. It's cheaper than Five Guys. Yeah. It's like it's like McDonald's or 
yes, Wendy's cheap. That's true. But it's much better. It's much better than McDonald's. Than Burger, McDonald's, Wendy's, Wendy's, Burger King. I, don't, I like a places. Wendy's burger. Like I'm, I'm going to get flack from the burger community for saying that. But I really enjoy the Baconator. Of of the cheap fast food yeah. uh, places, Wendy's is my go-to. Did you see the stupid thing on Twitter where Wendy's was arguing with the guy? Yes, that was <laughs> very funny. Wendy's was salty. I want to run a social media <laughs> account for a major corporation so I can do stuff like that. So good. I'm have to bring them into it just because you forgot what a refrigerator was for a minute. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Um, my go-to go-to uh, Wendy's order is two junior bacon cheeseburgers mm-hmm. uh, with a chocolate frosty and mm-hmm. a fry. Yeah. See, I will do I'll do the baconator. I usually mm-hmm. get the full meal, like drinking a fry. Yeah. And then I will get a double stack. Mm. I think I've told you about this before because that's my pocket burger. <laughs> yes, your pocket burger. Put yeah, that in your pocket for later. You've got a whole like pocket food thing pocket going food on. Is great. Because you can put food in your pockets. Yeah, I don't can't think of a better place to put food. Someone who would be uh, more cynical than I am would say, Kevin, this is why you're fat. <laughs> <laughs> you put food in your pockets. Uh, no, uh, that's not how, what makes people fat. It's no, I know. putting it in your body. Yeah. It's not even that, really. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's complex. It's very it's, complicated. Uh, it's man, de- love... it's definitely not putting it in your pocket. Yeah. I do love a pocket burger. <laughs> I've never pocket burgered. Yeah. Uh, it, you, you feel kind of cool. You walk out of Wendy's, just, you got a pocket in your burger still. Backup pocket just, burger. Just know when it's there when you're ready. Yeah. Although, man, for a while, Wendy's was doing a... Someone installed a nacho cheese machine in a Wendy's. Ooh. <laughs> like, it's not really the nacho cheese, but you know, you know the gas station cheese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you push a button and go... Pump cheese. Like the opposite of queso. <laughs> <laughs> like it might, they might call it queso at the gas station. But it's not. But it's not it's that. It's the opposite of it's queso. It's a liquid cheese product. Yeah. So Wendy's, I don't know if I was in a test market or what, but they were selling two burgers. One was a cheesy baconator, so standard baconator, but with cheese sauce on it. Oh, man. So good. Oh, my God. So good. Because the one thing the Baconator needs is some processed cheese product. It does. Because it has no cheese on it. It's a cheeseless burger. That's a shame. It is. But man, that that cheese product. Oh. oh, oh. And they would also do a junior cheeseburger that had the cheese sauce on it as well. It was a cheesy cheeseburger or something. Mm. Um, And that, my friend, was the best pocket burger. (laughs) You got to make sure that's wrapped up nice and tight. Yeah. But man, that was a real good pocket burger. Don't let that cheese out. I was real sad when I ordered a cheesy bacon and said, oh, we don't have that anymore. And then I cried. Man. The jersey pockets on the back of a cycling jersey, that's where you you know hold some food, uh, they store tortillas really well. <laughs> so you had some t- pocket tortillas? Pocket tortillas. I mean, you could put some uh, melted cheese in there and have a pocket quesadilla. Yeah, you could. I'm very nervous about getting something on my jersey that's not sweat just cheese cheese is cool just cheese. i don't want a cheesy jersey but like i like i make my own tortillas every once in a while mm-hmm. and they're really oh, good. it's real good making your own tortillas they're really good i got a tortilla press uh it's so like one day i made like a stack of tortillas and i went for a bike ride and like, <laughs> like you, you, you fold them in half and i had like like 10 of them stacked up and stuffed them in my jersey pocket and <laughs> slicking away just pulling those grab out. a tortilla and nibble on a tortilla it's real good yeah 
I can't make mine flat enough. That's a problem I have. But Really? Yeah, I think it's my tortilla press. Oh, I just use a rolling pin. Well, you would. I would, yeah. yeah. Do you have a tortilla press as its own appliance? Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe you should try a rolling pin. It makes pin. more uh, tortas than tortillas. Mm. Uh, I think part of it's also my tortilla dough. Like, my dough is super, super glutinous. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's elastic. So, like, it, it doesn't. So, when I flatten it, flatten. it like comes back a little bit. Really? Which is a little disappointing. Yeah, I've never had that problem. I'll yeah. send you my tortilla recipe. I appreciate it. Um, that gets to my other New Year's resolution yeah. that I'm coming up with off, As the, we go, off yeah. the top of my head. Yeah. This is the New Year's resolution episode. Uh, is to enter a bike race. Ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Because I'm, like, I'm trying to take that more seriously yeah. and, and do it more and like train and be good at it. Mm-hmm. I think I want to. I think you're pretty good at it already. I mean, I'm. You did like an 80 mile bike ride this year. But like being able to do an 80 mile bike ride is very different from being able to like enter a race with people who race. You don't have to win. No, but I my goal would be to not die and <laughs> and drop off the back of the pack. Okay. So, but yeah, I like I like to enter a bike race. That'd be cool. And there's like, you know, races have like different categories. So I wouldn't enter like a cat one race with people who are actually like professionals, like a cat five. And someone who you go with the folks who are not doping. Right. There's only a couple of those. Yeah. There's not many left. (laughs) Not many left. Uh, Actually, it's probably most of them. Yeah. That's the the assumption you make with professional sports is. It is now. Is everyone does it. Yeah. Because if well, you that's don't, what we learned from cycling. Yeah. And because I mean, like, it's if you don't assume that, and like one person is and they win, then like, oh, they cheated and they won and it gave them that advantage. But like if one if a one or a couple people are doing it and they're not winning, then it's not that effective or Yeah. Like everybody's doing it. Right, yeah, just everybody's doing it. Just assume a completely level playing field. And assume everyone's doing it. Yeah, everyone's cheating. Yeah. Who can cheat the best? Who can yeah, who can cheat the best? Um I think it's technically against the the UCI is the like world governing body of cycling. Okay. I think it's technically considered doping by them. Uh but like for training it works really well. Is like blood doping is yeah. like saving your blood. Yeah. And yeah, using, your oxygenated blood and you were using from a resting it, state. Yeah, and using it later. Yeah, that's totally training illegal. purposes. That's that's one of the things that. Um, but like, you're not putting anything in your body that's like enhancing your like. That's, it's not a drug. That's from outside your body. Yeah. It's just it's your blood using your blood in a way your blood doesn't want to be used. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, uh, cool. That's what uh, one of the things that uh, it's not about the bike got caught for. Lance Armstrong. That's his name. Yeah. I just call him. It's not about the bike. He did. It's all. about the drugs. He he did it all. <laughs> He did all of them. <clears throat> yeah. That's how you win. You do all of them. Yeah. No kidding. But yeah. I mean, it, in hindsight, I don't know how it wasn't like, I mean, I guess it was obvious. A lot of people, like everyone had, there were allegations yeah. against him for a long time, but like, I can't believe he like got away with it for as long as he did because he was, <laughs> he was the best. So much better than we everybody. We wanted to believe. Just beyond everybody yeah, else. That's because of the cancer. Yeah. But what is, I mean, like. <laughs> It's quite a story. Yeah, that's what we wanted. We wanted the story. Everybody wants a good story. Yeah. He's kind of a dick. I believe that. I'm hoping I want to see him one day. Because he he lives in Austin. Yeah. And he 
still rides around Austin. I want to, I want to pass him one day. Just going to punch him in the face. (laughs) No, just like I'll pass him and be like, you suck. (laughs) But like, I, I see like Austin's a pretty cycling heavy city. Yeah, there's a lot of cyclists. There's a lot of cyclists here. And I follow a bunch of like, not pros, but uh, like cat, like cat one riders, people who are very good and like win races around here Mm -hmm. and and whatnot. Like I follow those people on like Instagram and Strava and stuff. Yeah. And every once in a while, like I'll see one of them on the road. Like I'll be riding and like one, yeah, I'll pass one or one of them will pass Pass me like going the same way. (laughs) And it's like, Oh, like that's that person. It's like one day maybe I'll see Lance Armstrong. Does he still ride? Yeah. He rides around. Yeah. I feel like I'd quit. He owns, or I don't know if he is like technically the owner, but there's like a bike shop. Yeah. Or there's a couple of them, Mellow Johnny's. I've never heard of that, but I believe you. In Austin, and it's like his bike shop, yeah. and it's like the like main bike shop in Austin. Cool. Yeah, which is weird because like he's a disgrace. Yeah, but he's like still a significant he's still part famous. of. He's still a significant part of like the cycling it's community story, in man. Austin. It's a good story. Did you know that he only has one testicle and beat I, cancer? I did. Yeah. You know how I knew that? Because of the movie Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you know that fact about Lance Armstrong. Yeah. Oh wow! I think so. Have you seen Dodgeball? I don't think I have. It's it's a better Ben Stiller movie. Like it's not the worst <laughs> Ben Stiller movies. It's no, it, Along Came Polly. Is it better or worse than Zoolander? Better than Zoolander. Okay. I hate Zoolander though, so that's important to know. Oh really? Yeah. What did you think of Zoolander too? I didn't see it because I hated Zoolander. Yeah, I didn't see it either. Zoolander's uh, pretty dumb. I do like the the. Um, story that ben stiller's character in dodgeball is the same character as his character from heavyweights like that's a that's a thing that i love (laughs) that's beautiful yeah it's great i love it incredible i love it um i can see that yeah but in dodgeball the main character is uh, he's he's just like bland mcgenderson (laughs) (laughs) Um, just a bland white guy who's in ben stiller movies yeah he's in a lot of ben stiller movies vaughn vince vaughn vince vaughn he is bland (laughs) mick whatever you said i said mick gender (laughs) didn't have to make sense it's just what i said (laughs) bland mick genderson yeah um vince vaughn yeah yeah okay yeah vince vaughn is the main character in that movie okay um and it's towards the end of the movie and Vince Vaughn's about to give up because he can't win. Because he's bad at dodgeball? Yeah. He just can't dodge those balls? Yeah, his, his team's losers. Okay. And he's sitting in the bar in Vegas and Lance Armstrong comes up to him. Okay. And he's like, oh, you're Lance Armstrong. He's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, you're, give, you're giving up? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, I sometimes think about what, ha- what would have happened if I'd given up after i had or cancer in my brain lungs and testicles (laughs) but then i didn't give up and went on to win the tour de france six times (laughs) like that's like that's his like super yeah like meta yeah he's being lance armstrong yeah he's being the lance Armstrong armstrong when lance armstrong was still inspirational right so like it was also kind of sincere but like making fun of himself a little bit that's so bizarre. It's a fun little cameo. Imagine lying to yourself that much. <laughs> you got to. 
I genuinely believe he probably got to a point where he like he didn't think he was doing anything wrong. Yeah. Well, everybody was doing it. Or he wasn't lying to himself. Like he wasn't lying anymore. He yeah. was like telling the story. Yeah. He's doing his. He's, he's being Lance Armstrong. He's Lance Armstrong. What do you like? What do you mean? I did something wrong. I'm Lance yeah. Armstrong. I won the Tour de France seven times. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Most cyclists are. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of pro cyclists are just like jerks. Hmm. They're douchebags. Like they're. I wonder if it's because cycling is not a team sport. It is a team sport. It's not a team sport. <laughs> <laughs> it is very much a team sport. Yeah, who's on Lance Armstrong's team? Uh, he rode for a couple different teams, but I don't remember any of the other people on his team because he was the celebrity on it and no one else cared did about anyone else. Did his team win or did he win? He won, but because be- it's not a team sport. <laughs> team sports, teams win. There's team winners of uh, Grand Tours, though. Like there's individual winners and then there's team winners. Because it's not a team sport. <laughs> this group of individuals who aligned themselves did really well. How does your teammate help you when you're in a cycling race? So when so for someone <clears throat> we'll use continue to use Lance Armstrong as the example. For someone like Lance Armstrong, who is the The best cyclist in the world. The general classification contender in a grand tour. Yeah. Okay, I'm using a lot of vocabulary. Yeah, I didn't know what any of those words meant. A Grand Tour is a major cycling race like the Tour de France, the Giro d'Italia, or the, the Tour de Tech Terrace. Volta Espana. The one I mentioned involves beer. Okay. <laughs> um, if you're a GC contender, it means you're like a person who could win the whole thing. Okay. And you also have a team. Mm-hmm. Of, of people eight, not as good as you of people not as good as you but like a lot of them are like specialists so like there'll be a sprinter or two on the team who can win individual stages but aren't going to win mountain stages or the whole the whole tour um and then there's a bunch of people who are called like domestiques who kill themselves so that for someone who's better than them so that they can do well so like if you're on a mountain stage there and you're Lance Armstrong, you're going to have like two or three domestiques who ride in front of you for you to draft off of, but who are working so much harder f- than you are and who will die and drop off before the end of the stage so that you can save energy and then like, and then use all your energy at the end to beat whoever the other GC contenders are. It's a very weird thing. Cause it's all about like self-sacrifice and like, you don't even come if you can be like the number two man on a team with someone like Lance Armstrong and, and nobody cares and you won't even come close to winning the Tour de France yeah because like you'll kill yourself for three quarters of a stage and then drop off and finish like 30 minutes behind just so Lance Armstrong can win I don't want Lance Armstrong to win I mean substitute in whoever else you'd like I don't want anyone on my team to win I want to win I want to <laughs> be Lance Armstrong but that's because uh, that's who everybody remembers yeah Usually being remembered in cycling is a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to Lance Armstrong. I mean, he runs a bike shop in Austin. He's got it going on. <laughs> Did they take away your titles if you get caught doping? Yeah, he's stripped. So he's okay. no lo- he no longer is the winner of those. Yeah. They- Wasn't one of them like the guy in 13th place? I don't remember that. Okay. Like I feel all like, those, like 12 like people got stripped. got stripped. Yeah. I don't remember that. But okay. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. They're all doping. Yeah. That guy just didn't get caught. Exactly. Or he like forgot to do it that week. <laughs> Oops, forgot my drugs. <laughs> Seriously. 
It's like mm-hmm. like have you ever had a prescription? In, and yeah. Like, oh, you, I forget like, my prescriptions. Yeah, time. like you forget to take your medicine one morning. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure cyclists do that. They're like, oh shit, I'm gonna lose the Tour de France <laughs> now. I forgot to <laughs> forgot to take my blood out earlier so I can put it back in my body <laughs> later. Oops. I think I'm out of old blood. <laughs> it sounds really weird when you put it like that. That's what they do. That's what it is. Are there like vampire cyclists who steal other people's blood? Steal other people's blood so that they can have maybe <laughs> maybe Peter Thiel should be a cyclist and he can <laughs> use the blood of young people to make himself a better professional cyclist. For the folks at home, I literally <laughs> just face bombed. Like that's that's what happened. For the folks at home, Peter Thiel wants to live forever by uh, infusing <laughs> the blood of young people into his own body. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know. Do you think Peter... Do you know, so, like, Peter Thiel is, like, one of Trump's right-hand men. Uh-huh. Do you think he has Trump uh, being infused with young people blood to keep him healthy <laughs> during his presidency? I mean, he like, doesn't need that because Trump's the healthiest person that's ever lived. Like... Teal has to have mentioned that to Trump, right? Because <laughs> Teal's like a middle-aged, like, he doesn't need that yet. Yeah. Trump's old. Yeah, Trump is old. Teal at least is like, Trump should use some young people's blood. I mean, he's got four years of hard work to do. He needs some yeah. young people blood to keep him going. I saw a funny tweet. Uh, in four years, Trump will look exactly the same, but the rest of the America will have aged 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Or the rest of America will be like the guy in Indiana Jones whose face melts off when he yeah. looks at the Ark of the Covenant, yeah. except it'll be from nuclear blasts. Yeah, that's another possibility. Actually, I was thinking about this. Mm-hmm. I used to be very afraid of being of America being destroyed in a nuclear apocalypse. Yeah. But now that Trump and Putin are friends, there's no one to deliver a nuclear apocalypse upon us. China. They don't have the capacity, do they? It doesn't take many. But I mean, like they wouldn't, I mean, China's capacity wouldn't target Austin. Russia's capacity would target any (laughs) city with more than a thousand people in it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't think China's would. I I don't know. I don't know how to deal with it. I don't. So I think we don't know how to deal with our president elect praising Vladimir Putin. I don't know how to deal with it. What? So I'm he's just ri- stopping. He rides horses shirtless and like wrestles bears and stuff. That seems pretty cool. Yeah. I don't. I, I literally cannot make my brain comprehend how to deal with these things. Yeah. It's uh, it's very, um, I don't know what the right word is. It's bad. Yeah. I think bad's the word. Bad. Bad's a good it's word. It's just very bad. It's one of the best words. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. It's up there. Oh man, we almost made it without talking about Trump. Yeah, we got real, real far. You know, Rogue, Rogue One made me real hopeful. Yeah, I was like, hey, at least I could die <laughs> in service of a greater cause. Yeah, I called my congressperson for the first time a couple days ago. How did that go? Uh, pretty well. It was yeah. like five minutes. Uh huh. And um, you like talked to a person or left? I talked to a person. Okay. Um, I mean, someone work in the office, like not the congressperson. The, yeah. I don't think they ever answered. No. Phone. Um, but it was right after the the ethics thing, mm. um, 
where the Republicans, like in a secret meeting that no one oh. could be, no one could know who voted for what, like decided to abolish the Office of Ethics that was set up in 2008. Yeah, because a bunch of Republicans were getting caught for like sex scandals. Yeah, like breaking the law. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and and for what it's worth, like the Congress people who changed their minds on this thing said it was specifically not because of Trump, but because of all the calls they received. I thought it was because Twitter got real mad about it. Mm-mm. It was not that, um, but I, I did. I was I was literally lying in bed, um, and someone tweeted out like, "Here's how to find your senator, or your mm-hmm. congressperson." I didn't call my senator because my senator's Ted Cruz, and yeah, I don't want to talk to him. I can't do that yet. <laughs> you don't want your face to melt off. Yeah, uh, but I called my congressperson. It's really hard to find out who is mine um, because Austin is so gerrymandered. Oh yeah, that my zip code has two congress people, but only one of them is obviously mine, representative. Right. Um, like theoretically, your zip code, like, like you have one person, but nope, we're split because Austin's gerrymandered yeah. to hell and back, almost as bad as North Carolina, which is no longer considered a democracy. Yeah, I saw that. That's terrifying. Um, but I figured it out. I looked at my voter, I, my voter card, because that had my district on it. I'm like, okay, District Ten. That's who I, I McCall is his name. Mm-hmm. And so I got his number and I called and I said, like, hey, I'm really unhappy about this i'm a constituent and they took my name and my zip code which that was funny because there's two for that zip code <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they have to ask for yeah, the zip like, code yeah. yeah it's like well you have to ask but uh but it's okay um and i said yeah you know i really think that this was a shady move um and i particularly think that with president trump coming into office uh we need to have more ethical oversight not less because he's already got a poten- bunch of potential conflicts of interest and uh i would like my congressperson to know that i'm not happy and he nice. said, "Okay, thanks for letting us know." So, like when you when you make a call like that, you're not you're not like having a conversation with somebody. They're just like accepting your information and saying, yeah. "Okay, thank you." Yeah, yeah. And people have, have been tweeting about it and sort of saying, "Like I used to work this job," and like, "A, we do take it very seriously," and "B, we have to log all of these. Like we record what's being said, and we mm-hmm. we like that's literally what matters." Right. That's their job. Yeah. Um. And and the Congress people take it seriously. Yeah. And uh, so I think it's something I'm going to do more of. Like that's a New Year's resolution, maybe. Is I'm going to call my Congress people more. That's a good one. I'm going to let that guy in the office learn my name. <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, it's me again, Kevin again. Yeah, yeah. nice talking to you. How's, um, because how's I your think week been? I, I think we need more direct interaction with government. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care which side of the political spectrum you fall on. I think only making a decision during an election year is the wrong option. Yeah, more involvement more often is always better. Yeah. Um, and tweeting doesn't get to my congressperson. Tweeting gets people to get to their congressperson. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I wouldn't have tweeted otherwise. Right. I would. I wouldn't have called if it, somebody hadn't tweeted a thing. Yeah. But like, you have to actually take direct action. Yeah, but members of Congress don't care about what's happening on Twitter. All they care about is who's yeah. telling them yeah. what to do. Yeah. I wish it didn't have to be phone calls. Like, it's. I, like well, I wish you can, you can email like that is an option, but it, that's, that is less effective. Yes. Like it matters less. Yes. But I wish like, th- I wish our, the way that our government works in this instance mm-hmm. was more modern. Yeah. Like, well, it's funny. I was, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm bad. I'm not great at calling people. Like that's always yeah. been a skill I struggled with. It's hard. Um, but my parents made me do it when I was a kid. They would like, like, if mm-hmm. I needed to call my scoutmaster for something for Boy Scouts, they would dial the phone and hand it to me and say, you better say something when he answers. <laughs> uh, and so I got better at it. Yeah. Um, but also when you're doing these, when you're, like, calling your congressperson, 
you can like write down what you want to say ahead of time because it's not a conversation. Right. It's like I want to make a statement. Yeah, I have something to say. Yeah, it's like I'm a constituent and, and I have something that I think my congressperson should know about. Yeah. It just that seems very archaic. It's a little bit gross. Yeah. But you know, in a situation where Trump is president and we need to do whatever we can do, it's very effective. Yeah. So yeah. I'll make that a I'll I'll do that too. Yeah. Next time there's a next time the America gets pissy about something mm-hmm. the Republicans do. I'll I'll call my congressperson. Yeah. Or senator or whoever is yeah. the relevant or both party. Yeah. I don't want to talk to Ted Cruz. Oh. We have two. There's another one. I don't remember what his name is. Like they both cover us equally. Yeah, it's all Ted Cruz. Yeah. He overshadows for sure. Imagine if you called and Ted Cruz picked up the phone. I don't know if I'd be able to read my prepared statement at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I might be overwhelmed. Yeah. It's weird because like I'd love for there to be a more modern way to make those things mm-hmm. happen, but I also don't want direct democracy. Well, that's uh, ooh, that's tough. Like if 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 it turned because yeah, you, like you know the end of that spectrum is like oh there's an idea and everyone in America in America just votes on it. Yep, and consensus wins. Like that's too scary. <laughs> well, I would say it's not consensus; it's majority. Yeah, majority. If we worked on a consensus system, that would be very different. Where we have to get everybody to agree on a thing. Yeah. Or. Let's say, let's be nice and say 80% of everybody to agree on a thing. And I don't think that's possible. No. But it'd be interesting if that were, if we worked on a consensus government. Or, I mean, you look at, uh, I think it's the Quakers who actually do work on a, on a true consensus model and they won't take action unless everybody in their group agrees. Really? Yeah. Because why would you do something that someone disagrees with? Because they're wrong. But maybe you should convince them or talk to them or understand them. Right. Like, I mean, that's that's literally the, like, if if I was going to, like, pick a religion, Quakers are high on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to, like, you know, spin the wheel and say, like, what could I be today? <laughs> uh, they're super nonviolent, which I'm I'm down with. They do the furniture, right? No. Oh, that's the oats. The Amish. They do the oats. They do the oats. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, they do. They do a furniture too, don't they? No. Okay, fine. It's the Pennsylvania Dutch, maybe those are also Amish. Pilgrim or Puritan? Yes. I used to be very proud of my ability to be barefoot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Holding on. Uh embarrassing reveal about jesse mm-hmm. uh, i used to like i used to be like into being barefoot do you remember when this was like i a, do a thing that like people did yeah because like it like that's the way like humans evolved is to be i like really like got yeah. into that did you read uh born to run it i read a book and if it's probably that book was it a guy a guy went and met some barefoot runners in a yeah in a aboriginal yep sort of space yep i read that book and i got really into being yeah. barefoot and i read I, about that book and i thought about getting barefoot <laughs> um and i was like yeah like being barefoot's great and i didn't like do it in like buildings like mm-hmm. i wouldn't like this was in college i wouldn't like go yeah. to class barefoot i wasn't a monster I did that once um to like be fair, I, I didn't wear shoes in that class most of the time because it was in a dance studio like i almost bought those toe shoes i've come close to those um i like 
did barefoot running for a while. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, but, but then like I also like when when I was home, you know, like, I live in a rural place, mm-hmm. like, and I got like woods and power lines yeah. and gravel, and I would just like be barefoot outside. Wow, all the time, and I had like thick padding yeah. on the bottom of my feet, and I could do I could walk on anything with bare feet and i thought that was like the coolest thing it's, it's pretty cool it's not <laughs> it's not pretty cool it's gross that reminds me of a uh i believe it's a demetri martin joke about riding a unicycle <laughs> okay and he he rides a unicycle briefly in the stand-up special that he was doing mm-hmm. and he goes you know i used to ride a unicycle around college and i go yeah I'm the only one riding a unicycle. <laughs> but what I should have said was, I'm the only one riding a unicycle. <laughs> I love uh, the joke because it's all in the delivery. Yeah. It's all just like... Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so true. There's yeah. so many nerds who need to hear that message. Yeah. Like... I was almost a unicycle guy. Really? I, I thought about it. Have but. you ever tried in any capacity to ride a unicycle? No. I did juggle for a while. I can still juggle. Okay, that's almost, a little bit. That's almost as bad. It's pretty bad. Um, I have attempted to ride a unicycle because I had a I had a friend who had a unicycle, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think I ever like got more than a couple feet. Yeah, it's very difficult. It is. It takes like, quite that, a bit of work. That's the thing. Like, there's there's all these things that uh, like nerds do that are definitely like mm-hmm. skills. Like, you have to be yeah. good at them. Juggling took a lot of time to yeah, learn. Juggling's yeah. hard. But like it doesn't. I'm not even a good juggler, and it took a lot of work. It doesn't make you not a dork, though. Like, no, that's the problem. <laughs> Still a dork. Like I, there was uh, my old apartment. There was someone who lived nearish me who mm-hmm. had a unicycle. Yeah, and I think they commuted via unicycle. Yeah, they did. Probably to the Apple Campus. Yeah, yeah, they did. Because I, I lived like right down yeah. the street from the and Apple there Campus. Was, and there's. There's bound to be somebody on that campus that works. Yeah. And like, and I'd be like, I'll walk, I'd be out walking my dog and like this person with like, you know, helmet and backpack yeah. and riding their unicycle, just like, just like flying down the sidewalk on a unicycle. Yeah. Uh, like they're obviously very good at it and do it a lot. And like, it's a skill they are, yeah. you know, develop yeah. and whatnot, but they're riding a unicycle to work. <laughs> you have any other dumb skills? I don't have, the problem is like, I don't have a lot of skills. Yeah. Like I'm good at my job. Yeah, that's good. There's not really a. That's a very specific set of skills that only apply to the. <laughs> I have exact, a very particular set of skills. Yeah, and they involve being a preservation specialist at an Apple store, and <laughs> exactly that, and nothing else. Um. I used to be very good at hacky sack. I didn't know that was a thing you could be good at. Yeah, I used to be very good at hacky sack. <laughs> could you stall? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. I just yeah. heard a word. It's when uh, instead, so the hacky sack goes up and then it comes down, and you yeah. kick it. Instead of kicking it, you let it land on your oh. foot or another body part before kicking it again, kicking it back up. How oh, fancy! Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could. I could essentially hacky sack indefinitely, mm-hmm. right? Like you toss a hacky sack to me, and I could just keep it going just forever. Keep it going. I could stall on my feet on other body parts. Yeah. I could do the thing where you kick it up, and then your leg goes around the hacky sack in a circle, Ooh. and you get it again. Um, and I thought juggling was bad. I could like I like I was very accurate with it. Like I could kick it at a target. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played a lot of hacky sack in high school. Yeah, that and uh, ultimate frisbee. Yeah. Which I, was, was, I I I've, tried ultimate occasionally, and I was like, no. 
it's it's a strenuous sport. Yeah. It was also a sport they made us play in like when I was in middle school. Like in gym class? Yeah. Really? And that definitely soured me on the experience. Yeah, it would. Ultimate is what the cross country team played when we didn't feel like running. Yeah. So, so like only run a little bit. We'd run to uh the town baseball field, which was like a mile away, yeah. skip the rest of our workout <laughs> and play ultimate and then I have back. a friend in grad school who played competitive ultimate. Yeah, I mean it's like yeah. a real it's a real sport. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh Quidditch. That's a lie. Quidditch is a real sport. I feel bad for saying that. I'm sorry. It's a real sport that just so happens to have been invented very recently yeah. from a fantasy children's book. Doesn't mean it's not real. Yeah. I feel bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, um, Quidditch players who listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we would have Quidditch players who listen yeah. to this podcast. Yeah. Um so I didn't get the I didn't get the like white boy college trifecta. I played ultimate, I played hacky sack. Mm-hmm. The third thing that I didn't do was um the thing where like you balance on like slack rope slack rope or slack line slack line i didn't do that but i feel I like that's... i know anybody that did slack line oh i knew a lot of people who really did i was yeah. the wrong college then i went to a college full of hippie white like, boys the only people i know that did slack line were lfmao <laughs> <laughs> what about uh what's the other dumb thing frisbee golf have you ever frisbee golf? Disc golf nope never frolfed uh i so in when i was in college there was a f- a secret hidden unknown frisbee golf course Hmm. Um, it wasn't a real course it was just you would go hit certain landmarks around campus with your disc oh yeah so there yeah you didn't actually have like nets up yeah Yeah. so there was like a statue and i i was i was the kind of guy that would walk around campus late at night by myself Uh uh-huh because what else are you gonna do yeah and so I saw people playing that a lot. And I kind of figured out where the course was and like what some of the markers were. That's kind of fun. See people throwing a disc at like, oh, that statue. Yeah. I played once. Like a, like a, a... On a course. Yeah. A friend who played a lot like took me. Yeah. And we played once and I was very bad at it. Yeah. It's very difficult. I, I'd believe that. Like throwing Frisbees is hard. Yeah. And throwing them accurately very accurately is very hard yeah so i did very poorly and did not enjoy myself but ultimate frisbee i'm more fun more fun and i'm like totally great at like i can throw because they're different kinds of frisbees yeah smaller for disc golf yeah and like heavier and yeah weirdly shaped like a standard ultimate frisbee you got that got that nailed down i had the uh the it was a trick frisbee and then it was frisbee shaped, but it had a thing in the middle so you could spin it on your finger really easily. Oh, <laughs> I was good at spinning that frisbee on my finger. That's good. Yeah. yeah, sports, huh? Other sports, I briefly played soccer for like a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, played soccer in kindergarten. Yeah, I made it. I made it. I think a game, and was... there were bees, and I was not down with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was done. I was on the yellow team. Yeah, for soccer in kindergarten. I did not. Did not do that. Um, played a lot of backyard baseball no never a thing have i told you my i played the video game backyard baseball nice yeah i played mlb 98 on my sega genesis that's cool yep have you um have you heard my uh, ground wasp backyard baseball story we've talked about wasps and figs but i don't remember a ground wasp story all right so the house i grew up in on a big hay field yeah 
which was great for playing backyard baseball. Sure. Because when they'd cut the hay, you have you a big, big giant field. Big giant field. Yeah. So we get all the neighborhood kids and we play baseball. And I was standing in the outfield and I discovered a ground wasp nest. Okay. I and don't know that ground wasps are a thing, but now I'm terrified of them. So you know what a wasp is? Yeah. Uh, they live in the ground. That's terrifying. They make nests in the That's ground. Bad. Yeah. I don't like it. So there was a hole, and I was like, there's a lot of wasps in that hole. <laughs> and it's a bad it, start. And I was standing in the outfield, and there was a hole with a bunch of wasps in it. Yep. And I was bored because no one was hitting it to the yeah. outfield. Uh, so I went, and when you when you cut a hay field and you bale the hay, there's lots of hay Extraneous left. hay. Yeah. Extraneous hay, yeah. So I kind of just like shuffled around and like picked up a bunch of hay, and I got this like nice big wad. Mm-hmm. of hay mm-hmm. i like you know it's clump, a lot of hay clumped up nice and tight and i slowly like the wasps are just chilling yeah they're just sitting in their hole they're just being wasps one of them like flies out every once in a while i just meander my way over to their hole and then all of a sudden very quickly i take my hay wad and i shove it into the hole and I don't imagine this ends well and then nothing happens Oh, good. Because I, I clogged their... It's a good story. I clogged their hole. Yeah. So no wasps are getting out through that hay. Great. And no one notices me doing anything. Yeah, I'm just you're in the outfield. Alone, staying in the outfield. Uh, and then you switch. The inning switches. And so now it's my turn to, <laughs> oh. you know, I run over, you know, I'm supposed to run and be on... Yeah. Go be, at, be, a, be at bat. Go, and the other team is a, coming to the ball. outfield. So uh, when I'm... A, I, the inning ends and I need to run to the infield and i grab the hay wad and rip it out and sprint to the infield (laughs) while the other while the other team is running to their places on defense and then a bunch of angry wasps come out and some people get stung yeah some people get stung (laughs) Uh, i don't know if you could make that more of a passive voice statement that was uh that was fun that's good. It reminded me of, uh, you mentioned not that, but MLB 98. Uh, <laughs> reminded me, uh, one of my upcoming projects, something I'd like to do, is uh, build a Raspberry Pi into a game, like retro game console. Oh, that'd be fun. Just yeah. like install some kind of emulator on it. Yeah. Well, there's this, there's a couple, there's like, uh, there's one called RetroPie. Yeah. That's pretty easy to set up once you got the ROMs. Uh-huh. Um, and you just plug in like a USB controller and play all your old favorite games from the past oh, that, that like you currently own legally. Mm, yes, of course. And yeah, and abandonware and things like that. That does sound like fun. I mean, they're thirty-five bucks for the card, and then you need some accessories like yeah. an SD card and a power supply and maybe a case if you don't want to get it sat on by a cat. Can it can it like HDMI out to your television yeah. and yeah yeah uh, the Raspberry Pi three has Bluetooth and HDMI and Wi Fi. Nice. Yeah, for thirty five bucks. Computers. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's a project I'm gonna like. I want to do that. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I was, I kind of want to do like if if I've talked about building like a media center. Right. And I would do it with a Raspberry Pi if I was gonna build one. You know, mm-hmm. get some big hard drives, rip everything. And then run it off a of Raspberry Pi. Yeah, because like there's a little when you get a Raspberry Pi, you know, there's a little bit of like building involved. A very small amount. Yeah. Um, Did you ever build your own computer? Once in like eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. I always wanted to do that. It was fun. Yeah, I, like the case with the lights and all that nonsense. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not something I'd really want to do again. Like I thought about um, 
Michael used to work at the place we used to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would build computers for fun. And I always thought about asking him to, having him build one for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he loved would. building them. Oh, yeah. Um, but I bought my Mac, and I'm happy with that, and it'll be for a few years minimum. Yeah, my computer desires are so different from when I was younger. Yeah. Like, I just want to buy a thing that works. And, and like, I still game on my Mac. It. Like, I, I play a lot of games on my computer still. Yeah. Um, either dual booted or there's a bunch of stuff you can play on Mac now. Yeah. Mm, some stuff. I have 200 plus games I can play on my Mac. But like I like I'm no longer interested in like making sure that my motherboard is compatible with the right kind of video card. Yeah. And all that nonsense. No, I, don't, I don't do that anymore. I just want to buy a box. Yeah, I did download like three different games on my laptop while I was at home for Christmas. <laughs> like stuff I already own. I was just like, oh, I can play this on my Mac. Cool. Download. Did you play Firewatch? I have not yet. I still need to play that. Okay. You should. I'll put it on my list. It's very good. Firewatch is very I've good. I've heard that. We talked about it, I think. Yeah. I think we talked about how good it was and I should play it. Yeah, we did. A couple months ago. Yeah. It's okay. I still need to play it. It's still pretty good. Hey, I still haven't seen Star Trek. That's okay. <laughs> it's not okay, but it's okay. This is the show of us ignoring each other's recommendations. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm, I'm more lucky to play Firewatch than you are to watch Star Trek, I think. Probably. <laughs> I watched Iron Giant for you, man. Uh... You needed to have watched Iron Giant anyway. You needed to watch Star Trek anyway. I disagree with that. Well, you don't know. You've never seen it. <laughs> Do you remember your first computer? Or like, not Ooh. necessarily like yours, but like, or like your family's, like the first computer you used or like had in the I mean, house. so I, I grew up with computers. Uh-huh. So, No. Because there was just always a computer. I don't remember a time not having computers in my life. Mm-hmm. Like my grandparents had the old like DOS system. Like had a, my grandparents, and my parents had like a DOS, like computer. a command line computer. Yeah, really. Like I ran Doom out of the command line. Wow. So no. Yeah, I, mean, I don't remember. Get, like, I remember buying computers, but I don't remember, like, the first time getting... Now, mind you, my mother was a computer programmer. Uh-huh. So she worked, like, from the time I was born, like, writing software for computers. Um, so it was not unusual for us to have a computer. Right. Um, like, literally, the desk that still, still sits upstairs in our house came from my mother's company that she worked for when, like, I was three. <laughs> Funny. Um, I think it still has the name of the company on it, like, somewhere. <laughs> Um, and so my, my family is always, in I remember when we had, I remember like getting a second computer mm-hmm. was more eventful than like having a computer. I, um, same thing for me, like my, my mom, uh, has always been a computer enthusiast. Yeah. And so there was as maybe we didn't have one. I don't know if we had one like when I was born, mm-hmm. but, but soon after. Yeah. Yeah. At least as long as I've had memory with, there was a computer in the house but the first one I remember using was like an old Compaq mm-hmm. running, I think, Windows 3.1. Yeah, I remember 3.1. I remember 95. And like, I remember getting, yeah, I remember getting 95 and then 98 and then XP. Yeah. My first computer was a hand-me-down Dell laptop. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom and dad each had, like, matching Dell laptops. Yeah. And we had, like, a family PC, and then they each had their own laptop. And then when they were getting rid of those... They became my brother and mine, mm-hmm. so I like I had my own laptop. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was awesome. And I was like, 
I was in like middle school and high school at the yeah. time, and like I would bring this like giant laptop in, <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm going to take notes on my laptop, and yeah. I was the only kid in school with a laptop. Um, and then I dumped a bowl of milk on it. Oh yeah, that hurts. Just trying to make breakfast, you know. Just yeah. dumped a bowl of milk on my laptop. Yeah, my first my first computer was the one I built. Yeah, um, and the display on that my dad got me, and this was an industrial display. Like it came out of a machine, like it was the control panel on, like control display on a factory machine. My dad worked in industrial engineering, so like automation and things like that. That's what his company had. They were just like getting rid of this display, and he I brought guess, it home for you. He stole it. I don't know, <laughs> um, but it was a super high res display. It was, it was a seventeen inch screen. It was really big and it was very high resolution. What was funny is a fixed resolution. Like I could not adjust it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was, it looked like it came out of like a panel, like right. all the back was exposed. It had a big flat panel on the front that looks like it could have been mounted into something. And I just sat on my desk with like a VGA cable. It wasn't like meant to sit on a desk. No. Yeah. It was just sort of leaned against the wall. That's funny. But it was a flat screen. Like I remember that. Yeah. Um, which was a pretty big deal at the time. Um, I had that for, that was my computer for years. I was big into AIM. Like that was that was how I communicated with all my friends in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, AOL Instant Messenger. I think I skipped that. It was it was glorious. I didn't really do MySpace much either. I didn't do MySpace much, but I I was all about AIM. I did a little bit of AIM. Well, keep in mind I was homeschooled, um, which I think helped. Because that's the only you have to use something to communicate with people you're not seeing them in real life yeah. really i mean I, I would see because i at the time i was going to like a uh, local private school like for uh two classes a day and things like that and so i right. met these people we would hang out on all, all night we would sit and chat for hours and days yeah and even like when one of them graduated went off to college like she had it in her dorm room and i met her roommate because of that and that's how we communicated to them funny just And now, no, I don't talk to anybody like that anymore. Yeah, not the like constant. Yeah, sort of stream of ever present yeah. conversation. I, I mean, like I, you could text people like that, but I don't. I don't use my phone that way. It's too much, and, and I think it's because like you had to be sitting down in front of your computer for you to be engaging yeah. with that. Whereas now, like if you were going to do that, your phone's with you all the time. You could be doing that all of your waking hours. And there are people hours. who do. Uh, yeah usually teenagers yeah wonder if they'll grow out of it too i don't know it's a good question twitter's like that for me but it i'm it's much more one-sided like yeah, it's I'm passive i'm constantly inundated with a stream of stuff yeah I'm just, but you're I'm, not engaging I'm not with en- it yeah, yeah i'm not engaging with it very much you're not tweeting up a storm no i did do a tweet storm a few weeks ago it was oh yeah exciting was it time for some game theory no that was <laughs> I read that entire thread. I bailed. I bailed like I didn't halfway through. I didn't understand any of it. it I made read the whole thing and I got to the end and I was like, I, what? <laughs> it made no what are you, sense. What? None of Why that. Why do I exist? <laughs> none of that was game theory, one. No. And two, <laughs> none of it made sense anyway. I was so mad at the end. That's my new favorite punchline. For New Yorker con- con- uh, cartoons? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a generic it's New Yorker yeah, caption. Up there with uh, Christ, what an asshole. And hello, I'd like to add you to my professional <laughs> name, LinkedIn. 
like you know someone like i'll see i'll see it like happen on twitter now like someone yeah. like will say something stupid and someone else will reply with man it's time for some game theory oh there's a there's a twitter account that now captions new yorker cartoons with that that's so good it's it's the best it's pretty great oh, i got so mad at that did you see uh uh josh tpm accidentally tweet a Pornhub link no I don't think I follow Josh TPM I don't follow him either but he's uh he's the editor-in-chief of Talking Points Memo okay TPM yeah uh and like a pretty like significant yeah, I, I know of Talking presence Points in like yeah. in media Twitter and he like he had some he had like some little thread going on yeah. and like his final one he like had a little thing with a link and he obviously just like goofed up his copy and paste and he tweeted up link to a Pornhub video. Oh man. And then like went dark for a couple hours. <laughs> and like and someone joked like he must have just fired off that tweet and like walked into a movie theater. Yeah. And right, and he has he has like a hundred thousand followers at least yeah. or something, and like everyone lost it and everyone was making fun of it. And then like when he finally came back, he didn't delete it. Yeah. And just kind of like acted as if it was no big deal. Yeah, that's that's probably the right response. Which is, I mean, like yeah. probably correct. Like people should not not worry about make it. Yeah. a big deal that someone. Oh my god, someone was watching porn. Like get yeah. over it. He yeah. acted just copied and pasted the wrong thing. Yeah, but it ugh, just I love the it's idea good, of prominent people yeah. just goofing like yeah, that. Yeah, it's good. Time for some game theory. <laughs> <sighs> it just hurts. Just so bad. Like did you I, did you read the article that came out after that about no. m- about about man threading? Uh, no, as but that's dumb. Like man threading is not a thing. In the, in the, well, in the sense that like that was clearly something. But I also think about Twitter as a platform that gives the people a voice who don't have a medium account who can't publish wherever they want. Anyone can have a medium account. Well. Yeah. But like a real publishing platform, yeah. Um, and that was because I saw a lot of I saw a lot of voices after that, like say like, "No, you're dumb. This is the best way to reach people sometimes." And yeah, then because this, this this is a thing that I have, yeah. Um, and I, I I understand what they were trying to say, like yeah, just post a blog post. But I also think there are a lot of people who that is where their audience is. That is their primary medium, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah. I think, uh, like, threads on Twitter are fine, and yeah. they're very useful for some people, but there definitely is a kind of, like, like stupid bro who, yes, time for some game theory, like, threads a bunch of nonsense yes. and thinks well, and, and is self-important about it. I guess like, I don't follow those people. Like, the people I follow who thread massive things, like, have something significant to say. Yeah. I mean, like, I usually see... A lot of the people I follow on Twitter are very uh, like jovial mm-hmm. and will and like to just like ridicule yeah. people that are tangential to them. So I see a lot of like threads passed around as like, oh my god, or like you know, yeah. Christ, Christ, what an asshole! Like, yeah. look at this thread. So man threading, yeah. man threading is a thing. It's just not all threading. See, I would prefer man threading, uh, which is where men go to salons to get their eyebrows threaded. <laughs> I think that's a better version of man threading. <laughs> yeah, men should do that. Yeah. Have you had your eyebrows threaded? I know, but I've wanted to. I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't understand what the process is going on. It there. makes it looks like magic. It as does, as far as I'm concerned. I'm. It's probably not magic. Probably. No, you never know. 
But part of me is like, man, man, I can, I can get man threaded because I've got a bit of a unibrow. Like this, this could could mm-hmm. be threaded. Do you do anything to your eyebrows? No, no. Sometimes I get one of those wild hairs that's super long. Those are fun. <laughs> like tugging on those. Yeah. But no, I don't do anything to my eyebrows. I, I waxed once or twice. I've yeah. plucked for a while. But I don't think about it. And it's just something I don't notice. Not thinking about my appearance is like a really significant part of my personal brand. Yeah. It's good to be a dude. It's pretty easy. Yeah. I can intentionally ignore what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> and I still get respected. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah. But uh, we should go get threading sometime. Go get threaded. <laughs> yeah, you want to go to a threading salon? I do. I, I hear it's like incredibly painful though, so I don't know if I want to yeah, do that. I don't like painful things. No. I do. I really do. Uh, when like my sister's getting married in July mm-hmm. and I'm the maid of honor. Mm-hmm. And I really like... I want to go have our nails and hair done and like all of that together. Like that's yeah. Like the whole wedding party. Yeah. Um, Cause my sister kind of says it kind of like half joking, like, uh-huh. and I'm like, no, like, no, let's go get our nails done. Why like, not? Let's go get our uh, pedicure. Let's get our nails, let's get our hair. Let's do all of it. I've never done any of those things, but like, that's like a relaxing, yeah. like enjoyable experience. Right? Like my understanding is pedicures are amazing. Yeah. And you'll look great. Yeah. I'm going to wear sandals. So, <laughs> I don't really want to wear sandals. I, I have shoes ordered. We went and ordered our tuxes. But oh, yeah. I would kind of like to wear my Birkenstocks to the wedding. <laughs> With like nicely painted toenails that match the dresses and, and my yeah. cummerbund or vest. I'm doing a vest. Not that kind of vibe, though, for the wedding? Doesn't seem to be. Nah. Although Catherine thought about getting married uh, in bare feet at one point. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't mm. think that's happening. Like on a beach wearing linen kind of thing? No, I think just in church. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't want to stomp on that wine glass with bare feet, though. I don't think that's a thing we do. <laughs> I don't think it's a Lutheran thing. That's a thing some people do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, Catherine, Catherine would not get anywhere married anywhere but a church. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but now I'll, I'll wear shoes. Are you giving a speech? Probably. Are you going to like write one? I think I should. Can I tell you how it should start? Okay. It's time for some game theory. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.